And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Are you ready for the weekend slate of Major League Baseball games? Well, you will be after listening to BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL. I am Cody Decker. Former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio. And with me as always, my main man, Ryan Horvat. Ryan, we have so much baseball to cover. We got prop bets. We got actual game lines, futures, everything right here. What do you got for me? Are you excited for this weekend slate of baseball? Because we got some pretty good matchups. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We got some good matchups. Believe it or not, this is the most excited I've been for a weekend in a long time. I actually have, I think, six or seven bets that I've already placed this morning. Some good pitching matchups. Like you said, we got some props, and uh, I'm excited for baseball this weekend, man. Yeah, me too. Um, and, and again, some good pitching matchups today, yeah. Friday, as we're currently recording. I mean, there is one pitching matchup today. I'm really looking forward to one guy coming off the IL who's already had gone off to a good start on a team that's gone off to a bad start. So much here to cover. But first things first, why don't we just go ahead and prop off a little bit? Let's throw out some prop bets. We got a uh, we got a lot of ball games this weekend, and uh, let's start with home run props because why not? Home run props are fun, man. They're the most fun prop to play. They're arguably the hardest prop to play. Honestly, do you think there is a harder prop to play than home run props? They're lofty, but they're so, so fun. And they're so rewarding when you actually hit them, but they're so hard to hit. You know, you look and, you know, it'd be nice if we were playing home run props back in 1996 or 1997, but it's tougher now more than ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I was betting on baseball Back in the day, if there were player props available for Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, they're tough. It's like picking a, it's like almost like picking a golfer outright, you know, where you're taking a shot with like yeah. Jordan Spieth this weekend at 14 to 1, you know, and you're looking at guys 5 to 1 odds plus 600. Um, I think I've hit two all season long, so I'm hoping to get a couple today. I don't mean to brag, I've hit six this season. Last weekend of my weekend picks for BetMGM, I went three of four. And I got three uh, for the weekend ready to go. And right, right out the gate for Friday night, um, this is going to seem like cheating because it kind of is. Because at the end of the day, Mike Trout is the greatest player who ever lived. So picking him for a home run trop- prop almost feels like not allowed. But guess what? It is allowed. And he's facing Blackburn, who's having a hell of a year over there right now. He's really one of the bright spots of that abysmal Oakland A's team, even though they're 16 and 24. He's got a 1-6 ERA and he's 4-0, and but he is facing Mike Trout and he's only faced Mike Trout three times. Mike Trout is one for three off of him. No homers yet because it's coming tonight, baby. Dude, I love that. And you want to hear something funny? I went over to BetMGM actually over at Nationals Park yesterday, and I was joking around, and I was requesting them to write me a ticket. I was like, do you think you could make a call to the big bosses? I wanted to make, I wanted to place my own prop. I wanted to place um, a future ticket. I wanted to take any angel against the field 
to win MVP this season, AL MVP. Yeah, I, that, that gives me Trout. That gives me Otani. Like, it's, well, you, I'm assuming that's going to be minus two thirty. I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, I don't even care about the price. It would just be something fun to root for after getting Otani last year. I wouldn't mind seeing Trout stay fully healthy and just continue to rake and you know have that team get into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Even though the Astros are scaring the hell out of me right now, how they've been playing. Uh, my home run prop. So this is a tough call today. I know I want to go in the New York Colorado game, you know, at Coors tonight, but I've been going back and forth who I wanted to play. Ah, man, I'm actually going to go with. Uh, so I played Jeff McNeil. What I did was I took him total bases today, and I took him just to single at least because it was over just one half. For my home run prop, it's chalky, but I'm going to go Pete Alonso, man. The price is plus 425 right now for him to homer today. Give me Pete Alonso. It's just, you know. Look at it like this. Coors never a stranger to high-scoring games, obviously. The Rockies 2-4 and four on this current homestand. They've come back down to, to life. I was looking at anybody on their lineup, in their lineup, I should say. Their offense has scored at least five runs in all six games. But I had to go with a Met. The Mets have scored 18 runs over the last two days. They're mm-hmm. averaging over four runs a game on the road. Give me Pete Alonso. We're almost getting 5-1. to one. Why not? Yeah, I mean, if you're getting 5-1 to one on the Home Run Derby final boss, you got to jump right. all over that. Absolutely. Not to mention another guy I think you should look out in that game, C.J. Crone, just a masher of a right-handed mountain of a man. He's facing, by the way, um, Cookie Carrasco on the mound, facing Marquez in that ball game. So, yeah, this is a potential high-scoring ball game if there ever was one. Uh, throughout the weekend, also, a couple other picks I do like. Um, on Saturday against Justin Steele over in Chicago, I do like um, Christian Walker over there for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's in about 215 right now, but he's got nine homers. He's going to hit 35-plus. And, uh, you know, left-on-right matchup, he's only faced 30 lefties this year. He's got eight hits. He's got two homers against lefties. Uh, Christian Walker eats up lefties, and I do not like this matchup for Justin Steele over there in Chicago on Saturday. And as far as Sunday goes, listen, Tim Anderson, he's magic. It's Sunday night baseball in the Bronx. You know Tim Anderson's doing something special. Yeah, absolutely. Let me throw a couple more. So I'm going to throw out uh, this guy killed me last night. So I was on the Mariners last night against Mm -hmm. Boston, two struggling teams. And I don't know if you watched any of that game, man, but – Seattle goes up 4 nothing in the first inning, and I'm feeling really good. Yeah. And then Trevor Story happens. Woo, Trevor yeah. Story to Homer today is plus 330. Did I ever tell you this? I'm a big Trevor Story fan. He struck out my buddy in the sixth grade. He threw a curveball to strike him out. My buddy is like, who the hell is throwing curveballs? We're 11 years old. And uh, so I've always been a big fan of Trevor Story. Plus 330 to Homer today. Give me that. Uh I think he stays hot, so why not? You know what? As much as I want to play that, I would like some more value on it, and here's yeah. why. It's not because he's not an amazing player. It's not because he's not going to possibly homer today. It's because he homered three times yesterday, which means it puts him in the season total at what? Five? Which means he, yep. I mean, he only homered two other times all season long so far. So to put it at 330 just because of the three homer day yesterday, I think is a bit too a bit too highly valued. I think we should get that up a little bit. I think I would like that closer to four to one, but I do not hate the pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was struggling. He was getting crushed on social media last night. I saw people finally getting off him a little bit. So we'll see if he could stay hot. I don't hate staying away from that prop a, because it's a home run prop and B because he's going against 
A guy that I'm actually going for my next prop with, man, I'm going to go with Robbie Ray. I know it's been a little bit of a struggle to start the season for him, sitting there with an ERA over 4, 4.62. He's 4 and 3 on the season. But look at his strikeout prop tonight. It's plus money. It's 6.5. I played it all season long last year, won us a bunch of money. It's plus 100 right now. I think he strikes out at least 7. I could see him striking out 8 tonight against Boston. I'm going to go with Ray over 6.5 strikeouts just because it's plus money. I think he's going to turn it around and have a solid season. I got a couple of strikeout props. Robbie Ray is one of them. I'm glad you brought up that game because it actually is not going to be my strikeout prop, but it's going to be my first five-inning prop. I do think you should look at the Mariners and Boston Red Sox under in the first five innings. Yeah, Robbie Ray and Michael Walker coming back. Walker currently 3-0 with a 1-3-8 ERA. I like the first five innings under between Seattle and Boston on Friday evening. Jump all over that. Love it. I got a first five as well. Um, hopefully, you know, you get to this podcast early. We'll try to pump it out. But I'm going to go with this one, and it's a 220 first pitch. Only team that plays... Friday afternoon, that will be the Chicago Cubs. My Chicago Cubs, they're a terrible watch, 15-22 and 22 on the season. The Diamondbacks have been kind of a pleasant surprise. Two games below 500, but they're competitive, man, 19-21 and 21 on the season. Hendricks is on the mound, 4-0-3 ERA, 2-3 on the season. I think he has a nice day today, and it's a high total. The total in the game is 11.5 right now. Six and a half for the first five. I'm going under against mm-hmm. Castellanos. He's got a 4-15 ERA. I think that's going to be a lower-scoring game. So I'll go first five under in Chicago, Arizona. The only reason to watch that game. To be I got a couple you. other uh, strikeout props for you, uh, and I know you like this one as well. Um, I know he's been, had a slightly down year so far. He's currently sitting with a two and three record with a four nine ERA. But we know for a fact Charlie Morton Jr. is not a five ERA pitcher. Charlie Morton Jr. today you can get his strikeout prop for over five and a half at plus money. Absolutely jump on that facing against the Marlins. Listen, the Marlins are a good and scrappy team, but they do know how to strike out with the best of them. Love it. I'm going to go same game in that one, and I'm actually, this is going to be a pick for me later on with Rodgers on the mound. I think he's going to turn it around, man. He was my favorite pitcher the first half of the season with the strikeout props last year. The ERA over four, he's two and four on the season. I think he's going to be fine. I looked at his strikeout prop. I'm with you on Morton. I played that one as well, and I love that we're getting plus money on all these strikeout props because I'm done laying juice uh, with the strikeouts, but for uh, Rodgers, 5.5 is the number. This one is minus 125. I got him projected for at least six strikeouts today, though, against that lineup. So I'll go Trevor Rodgers over 5.5 Ks. You got any other props lying around for Friday evening or even the weekend itself? Nothing as far as uh, tonight. Tomorrow night, there was a couple things I was looking at. You got Bumgarner going against the Chicago Cubs, who strike out a bunch. And his strikeout prop is 3.5, and, and it's plus money. I like Mad Bum. I know you brought up Steel. Um, I like Mad Bum, actually. I like that strikeout prop. And then there was a couple other ones that I was looking at uh, a little bit later on. Verlander on the mound tomorrow against Texas. I was looking at a way to target the Astros. He's been so good. I went and watched him last Sunday. 5-1 and one on the season, one three eight ERA going against Gray. I'm going to stay away from the cider total, and I'm just going to go with this strikeout prop if it's around 5.5. They haven't posted it yet. But I like Verlander against the Rangers a bunch tomorrow. I love that pick as well. And, yeah, it's funny. The Mad Bum strikeout prop has been phenomenal. It's been hitting nonstop because they've been set so low because of these bad years that he's had over there in Arizona. And, hell, even his last year in San Francisco. This year, the first time we've seen Mad Bum back to Mad Bum form, which is pretty nice to see if you're a baseball fan. So, yeah, take a look at his strikeout props. And, quite frankly, 
until until the Vegas oddmakers change it, keep riding his strikeout props because he keeps hitting them. Him uh, and uh, obviously strikeout prop king Dylan Cease always take Man. me over. Always, always, always. He has failed me. Never. All right, really quick on that. So I've always been the guy. I wanted to DeGrom if he could ever stay healthy. I want to see a pitcher win MVP if he's as important as Jacob DeGrom because look what happens to the Mets. And now this year isn't really a good case, obviously, because they're in first place without him. But look what would happen to the Mets last season, for example, the second half of the season. They were in first place. He goes on the IL for the rest of the season. They fall apart. Where would, and, and the stocks aren't very good right now, but where would they be? And I'm just half joking here. Where would they be this year without Dylan Cease, man? So far, they'd be in a much yeah. worse place. They'd probably have three, four less wins. I mean, he's been, he has been incredible. Incredible. So much so that he's, he's jumped high up on the Cy Young futures market. I mean, this, he wasn't anywhere sniffing the top of that market. And then he's got himself in the top five right now. And quite frankly, deservedly so. Yeah, I mean, he's been ridiculous. He's the only guy you could really count on in that rotation. I mean, think Giolito's going to be – I mean, Giolito, you know him. Um, we'll see what they get from Keuchel tonight against the Yankees. That should be interesting. I That's know, all G I got. Giolito's been great, though. I mean, yeah. he, he went on the IL. He he didn't pitch his best game first game out of the IL, but he held them to two runs through six innings. I mean, he really did pitch a good ball game, and he's having a great year, Giolito. Obviously, losing out on Lance Lynn right now is painful for the Southsiders. Keuchel, you know – Keiko looked good his last two starts, and it's the first time in, I think, over a year I feel like he's looked any good. Um, so hopefully he can keep riding that and maybe continue. Kopech, I'm still – I yeah. still don't have – I still got my reservations on him as a starter. I know everybody wants him to be a starter. I know he's got the capability to be a starter. But as of right now, and I know that team is very right-handed, power arm heavy in the bullpen, I still think his best value is as a reliever. I agree. Like on this team, especially a contender, especially with the start that they got off to this season, you know, um, I agree. I, I think almost, I mean, they're going to get Lance Lynn back. I know for the second half of the season, but I almost think they need to make it like, I wouldn't hate them adding another arm. I wouldn't hate them adding a Kyle Hendricks or anybody, a mad bum, anybody that would be available mm -hmm. potentially at the deadline, just because right this isn't really the year to experiment with the Michael Kopech project. And I was really high on on him coming into the season. I said he was the X factor for this team. I just don't really trust him to give you six, seven innings. He, he just can't do it consistently. And no, and, that, and that's not a knock on him. It's just, I think no. he's better suited for other roles. I think he's better suited to be a late inning reliever to eventually grow into a closer role if they determine that he has the mental capability of that. And that's not saying he doesn't, that he's not mentally capable. It's more just, that is a different ball game to be a closer. You know, you got to have a certain temperament to be a major right. league closer. Liam Hendricks has got that temperament. Um, I, I don't know if Kopech does. So there's only one way to find out, but I just don't love, I don't love him as a starter. And I think I could love him as a back-end reliever. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to take you through our Friday slate of games. We got so much for you right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL.